Test one, two, three. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hamilton. If you are new, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Uh, yeah, so I have a hell of an episode for you today because one of the few things I like to pride myself on is my analogies. And I have a big old long episode ready for you with like a behemoth of an analogy because today, we are talking about the fat loss bat belt. All the tools, weapons, and strategies you're going to need in order to be successful at totally transforming yourself and combating all the bullshit that's going to come at your way. So, because here's the thing, like with Batman, like if, if you really, really want to break it down, and I'm going to piss some like superhero people off about this, but that's okay. Um, so Batman wasn't technically a superhero. Like he wasn't a mutant. He wasn't like, didn't have actual like superpowers like Superman or Spider-Man or the Hulk or whatever. Um, but he did do some pretty extravagant things, but so much of those extravagant things he was able to do are because he had a fancy motherfucking bat belt. You know, it's like everything, um, everything he is doing, uh, and being able to fight villains and go from skyscraper to skyscraper and take bullets and all this crazy shit is because of his toys. He had everything from his car to his freaking guns. He'd use and his bat belt and all the toy. It's like that bat belt was like had a new thing in it, like every single episode. And like, it didn't matter. Like the bat belt had every tool that he needed to do anything he wanted. So it's almost like if we had in our daily lives, that bat belt, you know, it'd be just dope as hell. So I wanted to give you, your own fat loss bat belt laced and strapped with every tool and strategy you need in arson in, in the arsenal where you can go, go combat your villains and totally transform your life. Okay. So here's the thing before, before I give you the tools to the bat belt, I really, we really got to go over your villains. Cause here's the thing with Batman. Batman knew his villains. He knew where they lived. He knew what they were about. He knew what kind of weaponry they had. He knew, you know, what they were good at, what they were bad at. He knew all about them. It didn't matter if it was the penguin. It didn't matter if it was Mr. Freeze. It didn't matter uh, if it was, is that right? Mr. Freeze? Dr. Freeze? I don't know. The free, the, 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 the ice guy. Um, didn't matter if it was the Joker or the guy, the scarecrow looking motherfucker. It didn't matter. He knew his villains. So I want you to know about your villains. You are going to have five villains. One, yeah, five, one, two, yeah, five, five villains getting into this whole thing. Okay. So then after I explain the villains that you're going to have to battle and going to have to fight, I'm going to give you your bat belt. Um, so here's your villains. Villain number one, wanting to quit. Yeah. I know this whole thing is cheesy, but stay with me. Uh, villain number one, your Joker is wanting to quit. Cause here's the thing. This game isn't easy and it's hard. And there will be times there's a lot of bullshit that's going to come your way when you decide to make a big decision and move your life forward like this. And guess what? You're going to want to quit. But guess what? You can't. And don't. And I'll get into some other strategies here in a minute, but like that is one of your top villains. You're going to want to quit. You're going to say, man, this is not fucking worth it. I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to give up because damn it, this isn't worth it. But you can't. Like you cannot do that. That's going to be one of your biggest villains. You're going to want to quit. Because here's the thing is once you realize where these villains are and what they're about, you're going to know how to combat them. Because people, what happens is people get into this and they think it's going to be all hunky-dory and all of a sudden all these villains just rush at them. You know, things like wanting to quit, wanting to program hop, trying to listen to your trendy diet friends, all this other shit that I'll be getting into. 
And then it's like, you're not ready for it. But here's the thing. If you know what your villains are and you know, these are going to come out, it's, it's much easier to handle them. It's all like a, you know, it's like anything else. If you understand what's coming your way, you can handle it appropriately. So that's your first villain wanting to quit. So that way it's no surprise when, you know, three, four, five weeks down the road, you're like, fuck, this isn't worth it. I want to quit. And you're like, oh, wait, this is, I knew this was going to be here. This is going to happen. Jared literally said on that episode of his podcast that I'm going to want to quit. And here I am wanting to quit. So that's your first villain. Villain number two, you're going to want to program hop. Or this is what I, what I like to call the grass is greener mentality. Um, here's the thing. You're going to start on this. And so much of this game and this chess match of fat loss is a, is tedious and it's boring. You're going to be doing the same shit. You're going to be doing the same workouts. You're going to be doing, uh, eating the same, uh, food numbers. You're going to be doing all this really boring, meticulous, really not always fun stuff. So it's easier to be, when, when your friend over doing this program starts talking about it and you're like, ah, I might quit and do, do mine, do that, quit mine and do that one. Or then they're like, oh, well this just came out. I might do that. And then this, and then all that other stuff. Here's the thing. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener. We're even watering it for the past six to eight fucking months. All right. Keep that in mind. So if you do every program under the sun for little month here, month there, two weeks there, three weeks there, six weeks there, four weeks there, two weeks there. You're probably not going to get very far. That's literally like planting a, 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 a <clears throat> planting like, I don't know, a tree in the ground and every two days digging it up and putting it in another spot. You're not going to have a, um, a very good plant, so to speak. So you have to understand that getting into this, you're going to want to program hop. The grass is going to seem greener, but you can't do that. That's the second villain you're going to fight is you're going to be get all change happy where it's like, Oh, maybe I should stop doing this and do keto. Maybe I should switch to paleo. Well, maybe I should do beach body. Well, maybe I should go do that thing. Dr. Oz said, so don't, so be prepared for to face that villain. Villain number three, wanting to listen to all of your trendy diet friends, basically start listening to everyone else who has an opinion. You can't do that because I know I totally get it. You've got, you could probably list on like your fingers, the amount of, you could be like, Oh no, I know 20 friends of mine who is trying to do keto for the seventh time. Well, but then I know these people that go to the CrossFit gym and they do that CrossFit paleo diet. Well, then some person says intermittent fasting is the only way to lose weight. But then Dr. Oz starts talking about going carbless and not eating carbs. But then this person says this, here's the thing. You have to put your blinders on. You have got to quit being so easily distracted by people who um, who are basically hopped on the trendy diets. Because here's the thing. What worked for one person is pretty irrelevant to you. You see what I mean? People who, who are like, listen to every person under the sun about the diets that they're on, it's irrelevant to you. My favorite example is going into the hospital and asking each patient in each room what treatment they're getting. Well, that guy's getting blood pressure pills. This person's getting chemo. This person's getting a saline drip. This person's getting a flu shot. This person's getting a brain surgery. This person's getting a cast. This person's getting, uh, I don't know, whatever. This person's getting their spleen taken out. But you have to understand that. And then you, but, but you see all that, but then you're like, oh, maybe I should get my spleen taken out. Maybe I should be on blood pressure meds. Maybe I should get chemo. Maybe I should get a cast on my leg. It's all irrelevant. So like if you're, because what happens, I, I've, I've even been in the middle of like personal training workout sessions and people are, gym patrons are trying to convince my clients while I'm right there to do the keto diet. And it takes every fiber of professionalism for me not to be like, go fuck off, bro. Like leave them alone. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing is you are going to be 
try to, you're going you're all your friends and people that you're listening to and Facebook ads are going to target you. And, you know, Dr. Oz is going to say this and all of your, uh, you know, neighbors and friends and other gym patrons are going to be like, do this diet, do this diet. This worked for me. You should do what I do. You have to put your blinders on. I don't care the success they've had. I don't care. This is the eighth time they've tried the keto diet because it's the only thing that works for them. And that should tell you something. Um, I don't care how many times they say, Oh, 1200 calories is the only way to lose weight. You have got to put your blinders on. You see what I'm saying? You have got to stay focused on what you're doing with this stuff that I'm preaching you and telling you and like, don't, don't fall victim to all the other stuff. Cause here's the thing. If you're, if your friends trying keto for the third time, because it's the only way they can lose weight, it's not sustainable. If there's no way you could imagine being happy on a certain diet, or there's no way you could adhere to it for the next five to 10 years, you have no business doing it. If you're, if, if the Trinity diet is telling you, you can't have a list of foods or a list of carbs or, um, some crazy intense protocol that you're like, how the fuck can I maintain that? You shouldn't do it. You've got to live in the gym and eat, sleep and breathe fitness and fat loss where you spend more time worrying about how much fat you're storing versus enjoying your fucking food. That's a problem. That's the third villain you're going to fight. Sorry, I get a little really fired up about that one. The next one, you're going to think you aren't progressing. This gets into expectations I'm going to talk about here shortly, but you're going to think you aren't progressing. That's the other villain you're going to fight. This is why it's really important to monitor progress. Everything from the actual metrics to... um Things like like your actual pictures, measurements, body weight, all that stuff. But to like, well, am I sleeping better? Do my workouts go better? Am I getting stronger? Because that it's that's the thing is you're gonna think you aren't progressing. Um, that's why you have to make sure that you actually are, because your your eyes and you're basically your eyes and mind are gonna play tricks on you. Um, so actually, I think I left that one off of the list. Um, put that one in real quick. Okay. Anyway. Uh, then the last villain you're going to face, the big one, the big bad motherfucker, you won't be motivated. You're not always going to be motivated. There are going to be days you'd rather die than move forward. There are literally days you would rather do anything on God's green earth other than eat right and go to the gym and do your due diligence. Like that, like that's the, the, the blunt truth. There are going to be going to be days you just will not want to do anything. And most people say, oh, I guess it wasn't for me. And they throw in the towel. But that's the one of the biggest villains you're going to fight with your bat belt <laughs> with all of this is you're not going to be motivated. That's why you have to rely on discipline and not um, um, discipline. You got to rely on discipline and not um, and not. Um, sorry, my brain farted for a second. Discipline and not motivation. Discipline is the key, not being motivated. Um, so. Now let's start talking about the bat belt. So here's the thing. We know the villains. Okay. Now just picture in your mind, close your eyes for a second. I am handing you over the most insane belt with all the tools and weaponry and tactics. And now imagine, close your eyes, act like you're putting on a belt and clip that motherfucker on. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it because your, um, your bat belt divides into two types of tools. I basically call it the psychology and mindset stuff and then the physical stuff. Okay. That's I'm to make this simple. Cause there's a lot of fucking tools in this belt. Like I was wondering if I shouldn't even put this many on here, but guess what? I think you can handle it. So I'm going to going to throw all of it at you. So you might want to take notes on this. You might come back and listen to it later. Um, or you might pick the one or two things out of this episode that you're like, that's it. 
That's what resonates with me. I'm going to hammer that home and apply it like it's my job. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't want you to fall victim to listening to so much of my stuff and never apply it. You see, see what I mean? You have to apply it. Like there's that saying where it's like something magical happens when preparation meets execution. But so many people spend so much time preparing and absorbing, they don't actually execute. I want you to apply the stuff that I am telling you. Okay. So, um, so we're going to talk about, go through the mindset psychology side of stuff, like the actual tools you're going to have to have to, to be able to change and physically transform yourself. But that's why we, I want to talk about the psychology and the mindset tools, because if you don't have these tools, you will fail. Okay. Because the body's an instrument of the mind. So you have to get your mind on point. The mind is where all of our shit comes from and stems from, and you have to have it on point and sharp. Your mind, you have to have it like a blade. You have got to sharpen it. Too many people who focus only on the, uh, the, the, the physical stuff, they never make it or they always regress because you have got to understand, um, that, um, that everything comes down to where your head's at. Cause your body just is influenced by your mind. You get your mind on point and everything else is taken care of. So let's talk about the psychology, um, and the mindset, actual tools and tactics. I'm not just getting fluffy shit. I'm telling you like, um, these tactics you apply, it's going to be game changing. These are not just me saying, Oh, just, you can do it. You have what it takes. I'm not here to rah, rah you. I am not your rah, rah guy. I am not your, you have what it takes. You can do this. Like, of course that's a given, but it's going to be fucking hard. I'm here to give you actual tactics and teach you exactly what to do that you can apply right now and change. If that's motivating to you. Fuck yeah. Fuck awesome. I mean, fucking yeah. That's it. That's amazing. But I'm not here to rah-rah you and get you fired up. I'm here so you are equipped. That's what I'm trying to do. So let's get into the bat belt. Psychology and mindset tool number one. It's cheesy and a lot of people say it, but there's validity behind it. Know why you started. Now, most people who say that fluffy coat it and make it all like ushy-gushy. Like, oh, well, what's your why, Jared? Why did you start? What's your why? Stop. This is, a, this is not a fluffy, ushy-gushy, whatever. This is like, no, why the fuck are you here? Why the hell are you even going to put yourself through hell to get this result of whatever it is you want? Why? Because if you don't know why, the day comes that you're not going to be motivated, fired up, and it gets shitty, and you're going to want to throw in the towel. That's why. Is it because of your kids? Is it because you've been a shitty example to them, and now you're actually going to change? Is it because you... Um, you're not in good health and you would actually like to live to see grandkids? Is it because um, you've always hated the way you looked and felt and you actually want to be confident in your own skin? Is it why? I can't answer that for you. This is where you really got to do some soul searching and dig deep, dig, 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 dig deep on this one. Um, Cause the deeper, the better. Okay. Cause your why is a weapon. I I know I hate even saying that because it's so overused, but it is. So, I mean, there, there's something you said about like, you're, maybe you've never kept a promise you made to yourself. Maybe you've said, told yourself for 20 years, you're going to start over and get this shit taken care of. And you never have. And your lack of integrity on the promises you keep to yourself is flooding into your marriage, is flooding into your work, is flooding into every area. Like, what is it? Why the hell are we, are we even doing this? Okay. Got to have that answer because when times get tough, you got to whip that bad boy out and be like, nope, this is why. Cause it's in, here's the thing. It's got to be something bigger than you and it's there. You just have to dig and find it. Because it's crazy what we'll put ourselves through for other people. You know what I mean? So like, let's say it's kids for you. Let's say it's something bigger than you. Let's say you want to be a better example and you want to lead your team better, whatever it is. Um, 
you have got to get the shit on point because if you can't take care of you, you can't take care of others. Okay. So that's the, the tool number one. Okay. Let's picture that's your front left pocket. I don't know. Um, here's, this is a huge one that no one thinks about. Nobody acts and thinks about tool. Number two, proper expectations. So much of the bullshit you see on social media and that your friends and you deal with is because your expectations are shit. I had someone freak out. They're like, Jared, I feel like I'm losing. I'm, I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm losing weight. I'm not losing weight fast enough. How fast are you losing it? A pound a week. I cannot believe I, I, I lost only a pound this week. That's fucking amazing. Like a pound a week lost is actually really fast. That's an expectation problem. Or people get all pissy when they, when they, uh, when progress isn't fast or when they like it's hard or they plateau or all this stuff, people don't have the proper expectations because here's, here's a few of them. It's not going to be easy. That's that, that's literally the first, like the, the, like here's your quick list of expectations. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. You will have plateaus. Your mind and eyes are going to play tricks on you. Like I said already, and progress is not linear. So here's the thing. If you get into this thinking, it's going to be going to be easy, going to be quick. You're never going to have a plateau. You're always going to see your progress and progress is going to be perfect where it's like, I'm going to lose a pound a week every single week until I am shredded. You're fucked. If you actually think that's going to happen because that's what magazines tell you or because what uh, Facebook ads target you and tell you, or that's what Dr. Oz says, or what your friend who happened to cut carbs, they're, they're 800 grams of carbs a day out of their diet and calls it keto. I'm telling you, one of the best tools you can have is expectations, the proper ones. And I'm not saying being negative. I'm just, just know it's not going to be easy. Just know it's not going to be quick because if it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would be shredded and we wouldn't have an obesity epidemic. Okay. It's not, it's not going to be quick. Fucking took you out. It took you a long ass time to get out of shape. Most people have a 20 year habit. The fact that you're able to have a 20 year bad habit of overeating. And then the fact in six months, you can see actual progress is astounding to me. And people call that slow plateaus. Your body is a very sophisticated, very crazy machine and it does not like change. So the fact that you've been like, let's say 300 pounds, most of your life or whatever, most of your life are overweight. And then now you're, you've lost 20 pounds and you just cannot lose anymore. Your body is like freaking out a little bit. It's like, wait, we have been 300 pounds for seven years. Why the fuck is this guy changing? And then eventually your body will realize, okay, you're going to keep moving. And then you just keep moving forward. Most people, the, like the fact that people quit in plateaus blows me away. So plateaus are going to happen and it's okay. It's a good thing. Then, like I said, your mind and eyes are going to play tricks on you because your body does not, your body and mind don't like change. You're, you're getting uncomfortable is hard. So it's going to be, you're, it, there's subconscious self-sabotage and you're going to be like, yeah, I know I lost three pant sizes. I just didn't, don't see any difference. Okay. Well, you're fucking biased because it's yourself. I'm biased about myself. You're biased about yourself. This is one of the reasons why having a good fucking coach is important. It's why, one of the reasons why I do what I do is because if you don't have your expect or if you don't have your, your shit in gear, you know, I mean, people I've talked out of what I call, I call talked off the ledge. How many people I've talked about not quitting because they haven't seen progress? Freaking people freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I fell off the wagon. I can't believe this. I've ruined it. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What about these 10 things you told me already that you've progressed on? Like, oh, I forgot about those. You see what I mean? It's one of the biggest important things why having a support system or a really good coach, you know, 
patting myself on the back on that one, why it's so important because your mind and eyes are going to play tricks on you. And it's super important to have that accountability and support system. Okay. And the last part on this one I'm talking about on proper expectations, progress is not linear. So many people act and think like, because on paper, it makes sense. It should be like that in real life. Well, if I, if I take, I have a 500 calorie deficit, uh, seven days a week, that's 3,500 calories equals one pound of fat, which means if I have a 500 calorie deficit every single day, I should lose one pound of fat lost per week on paper. Okay. Lots of things sound good on paper, but welcome to real fucking life in a crazy machine called human physiology. You see, progress is not linear. You may go a while, you may go weeks and weeks, even months without seeing progress. But then all of a sudden it just like progress shoots and comes to you out of nowhere. You're like, where the fuck have you been this whole time? That just happens. If you're trying to get strong, it's not practical to say you're going to gain five pounds on every single lift every single week till you bench a thousand pounds. I see people that have starting out in the gym and like they, in a year they grew their bench by a hundred pounds and they're shocked why they, they can't, they, their bench only grew 50 pounds the next year or 10 pounds the next year. And where it's like, bro, if you did that every single year for 10 years, you'd be like setting world records like 10 times over. You see what I mean? So that's that. Those are the big ones. That's one of the biggest tools you're going to have in this is proper expectations. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. You will have plateaus. Your mind and eyes are going to play tricks on you and progress is not linear. Know that right now before getting involved. Because what happens? Three, four, five weeks down the road and you're like, wow, this sucks. Oh, wait, I knew that. Oh, wow, this isn't. This has taken a lot longer than I thought. Oh, okay, Jared said that. Wow, I've been in the same body weight for five weeks now. Oh, wait, Jared said that was going to happen. Well, I feel like I'm not losing weight, but I'm down three pounds. Oh, Jared said that too. Like, see what I mean, guys? Having expectations. Proper ones are game changing as an, an asset for you. Tool number three, know your enemy. Like I said, I already said like what your enemies are. I put that on there though, because that is an absolute tool. Know your enemy. It goes kind of under expectations. If you know you're going to want to quit, if you know you're going to want to program hop, if you know your diet, trendy diet people are going to convince you to do keto and Dr. Oz is going to say, take 18 supplements and do all this crazy shit. Know your enemy so you can prepare accordingly. So when your friends that are trying to convince you to do keto, be like, no thanks, thanks though, and walk away. Or like, hey, I'm, I'm doing my own thing right now. I appreciate your input though. That kind of stuff. Like if you know your enemy so you know how to handle them. Too many people act shocked with all this bullshit comes flying at them. But like if you know your enemy and know what's going on, like the enemies I already talked about, like you're not going to be motivated. You're going to think you aren't progressing and all that stuff. It, it makes it so much easier to handle it. It's like you see people, uh, you know, that live like uh, on the coast, like people like that hurricanes are a normal thing. It's like if you know a hurricane is coming a week out, you can plan accordingly and know what to do when it hits, right? But too many people with this whole thing is you start on a fat loss game and you don't realize all oh, the shit's about to bombard you. Like they're not being motivated and thinking about progressing and the enemies I talked about and the villains. That's like living on the coast and being shocked when the hurricane hits. It's like, no, that's pretty normal. You see what I mean? Next tool. Uh, I don't know what number one, but it's pretty irrelevant. Next tool. Discipline, not motivation. Okay. Motivation is not a tool. That's actually a very like, that's like a freaking uh, trickster tool. That's like a ghost or a, a joker thing. Like I'm going to make you motivated and like hop psych. Uh, no, discipline is a tool. Very tactical tool because everything you do should be based in discipline, not motivation. Fun fact about motivation Action precedes motivation every time. Most people wait till they're motivated to act versus the act of action is very motivating. Okay. 
but understand discipline is a tool because there's going to be days you're going to want to quit. There's going to be days you're going to want to give up and throw in the towel. There's going to be days you're going to want to go smash a freaking tub of ice cream and do a swan dive into some Doritos. But guess what? You're disciplined. So you're not going to do those things. You're going to keep the promises you made to yourself because you're disciplined. You're going to be a good example to your kids watching you. You're going to, all this stuff guys is under the big umbrella of discipline. That's a definite tool. Work on your discipline. Be disciplined. Here's the other thing. If you struggle with this bigger stuff, be disciplined in the small stuff. Things like making your bed, make the decision. Like I'm going to do my dishes every single night before I go to bed or things like I'm going to change the toilet paper roll every single time. uh, If it's there, I'm going to go, uh, put my shopping cart back at the store every single time. If I see someone else let their shopping cart, it is now my responsibility, responsibility to put it back. Even though you didn't put it there. Cleaning up the disciplines in the little areas are game changers for the big areas. Okay. In the last psychology and mindset tool, control your thermostat, your mental thermostat. You have to understand this one premise guys. Our bodies are instruments of the mind, right? So whatever your psychology and where your headspace is at, your body's just going to follow suit. But what happens when a thermostat's on a wall and it's set at 70 degrees and all of a sudden uh, you leave the doors open, the windows open, it gets really hot and it turns into 80 in the house. The thermostat kicks on and pulls the room temperature back down. You have got to constantly be changing and elevating your mental thermostat. Most people who are fat have the identity in their thermostat of being a fat person. They lose a bunch of weight. Like they, they, they like heated up their life. They leveled up their life and they lost 20, 30 pounds, but they still have the identity and the mental thermostat of a fat dude or a fat girl, whatever, a place you don't want to be. So it's like a thermostat set at 70. You kick the room up to 80 and it drops back down to 70. People do this all the time. They're overweight. They lose some weight, but they never change the way they see themselves. And then we always cool our lives back down. It's going to seem random. It's going to seem like, oh no, I just fell off the wagon. Oh, I don't know why I don't do what I say I'm going to do. Uh, I don't know why I swung through the drive-thru that day. I wasn't even hungry. I don't know why I did these self-sabotaging things, but I did them anyway. I wasn't hungry. Why did I eat a dozen donuts? It's not accident. It's because you didn't change your mental thermostat. You've got to constantly be thinking about that next version of you. Thinking about who you think you are thinking about what you're worth, thinking about like, no, I'm not supposed to be overweight. I'm not supposed to be this way. This is the way I'm supposed to be. Like what's your potential? Like if you had a maxed out potential, what would it be? You see what I mean? You have got to raise your, your mental thermostat all the time. That way you don't have your thermostat mentally set at 70 or being overweight. And then you lose some weight and elevate your thermostat. Then old habits just kick back in. You've got to constantly be changing that. Okay. So those right there are the psychology uh, mindset tools. I'll recap all this after we're done. Okay, now let's get into the physical tools. Because here's the thing, guys. If you don't, again, this is why I'm talking, I went over the mindset stuff first. If you do not get the mindset tools in check, the physical stuff won't last. Even though the physical tools are huge, they are massive. But in terms of lifelong habit change and behavioral patterns, you have got to get the mindset stuff on board. Then the physical stuff is even easier. Um, and it's going to, it's, it's going to go much better, but you have to change where you are at mentally for the, the actual physical attributes and the physical tools to be sustainable. Okay. Like, you know, you're supposed to eat in the calorie deficit, but if you, if you keep viewing yourself as an overweight person and like you're, uh, you're still mentally in the, in a bad place, 
you're, you're going to eventually quit doing the calorie deficit or whatever it is. See what I mean? So let's get into some of these physical things. Number one, physical tool. Number one in the bat belt, pretty simple calorie deficit. <laughs> if you don't implement a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight. It's impossible. It's a, one of the, it's a law of thermodynamics. Okay. You cannot physically take in more calories than what you burn. I'm going to do a piece of content on this, but it's like my car. I hate car analogies for fat loss, but this one's actually pretty good. My car, my car's gas tank only holds 12 gallons. Okay. But if I go to a gas pump, it's going to have unleaded, like the letty, the, the shitty gas or the, the not as good quality gas or the highest, not the, not the highest octane gas or the super high octane gas. But here's the thing, whichever I choose, I can only put 12 gallons in my car. If I put 12 gallons of unleaded or um, less or the, the low octane gas in my car, it can only put, I can only put 12 pounds or 12 gallons in it. But if I pick the high octane gas, the expensive stuff, it can still only hold 12 gallons. If I put 13 gallons of high octane gas in my car, it gets built on the ground. You know what I mean? So um, you can't physically take in more calories than what your body burns and lose weight. It's impossible. That's why calories is the big governing word over it all, whether it be healthy food, unhealthy food, processed food, proteins, carbs, fats, uh, veggies, plants, potatoes, cottage cheese, donuts. Uh, also, which is why it's the same term you used in, um, energy like that. I burn like running or treadmills or, um, living or whatever it is. It's just a unit of measurement. You got to physically take in less calories than what your body's burns. Okay. That's, that's literally, literally it. So, um, tool number one on the bat belt of the physical stuff is a calorie deficit. Tool number two on the physical stuff. I don't even know. I'm going to quit saying numbers because I think it's probably just confusing you. Tool number two for transforming yourself that you can pull out of the bat belt, strength training. Most people are underutilizing strength training and trying to out cardio everything. That's never going to work out. Okay. You, you just, like, I'm not saying cardio is bad, but it should not be the foundation of a fat loss program. Like when I do program stuff for like my, when I coach my clients and my, like my online guys and stuff and girls, sorry, online people, um, but strength training is in everybody's program. Every athlete I ever work with, even like if I coach a marathon runner, like they still need strength training, but from a, but from a strictly a fat loss standpoint, you need strength training It is an asset It is a tool you're going to want to have. Um, because here's the thing, long story short, the more muscle tissue you have, the more calories you're able to burn. It's like, imagine if I, um, <clears throat> imagine if I, you like, I have you walk a mile then I put a weighted vest on you and have you walk a mile. Of course, you're going to work harder and burn more calories with a weighted vest. So strength training builds lean muscle and, and strength. Not talking about getting big and bulky. I'm talking about just makes you strong and more and helps you with, you know, like most people want to be lean and defined and have lines and like look really sexy and good and stuff. Well, if you don't have any muscle tissue underneath it, it's going to be harder for you to, for those to show. So, um, it's going to help preserve muscle tissue, if not build some a little bit. Okay. Cause no matter what you do in the gym, you are going to be burning calories. Whether you go to the treadmill for an hour or strength train for an hour, you're burning calories. But strength training allows you to burn more calories after you leave the gym 24 seven. So when you're in the shower, when you're doing dishes, when you're, you know, uh, tucking your kids in, you're burning more calories over time because you have more tissue on you, but it also helps you maintain your, your muscle tissue. Because when you're dieting, you burn everything, fat, muscle, your body, everything, your body's just in burning mode. That's why 
I'll get into the other part of this here in a second. Things like strength training, having a higher protein protein intake is going to help preserve the muscle. That way you have a better chance of losing just fat and not as much muscle. Because if you keep your lean muscle tissue, your metabolism will stay higher. This way you can eat more while losing fat. Okay. That's kind of just like the, like the cliff notes version of that. Um, but yeah, strength train, the vast majority of what you should be doing is strength training. You don't have to do cardio. Okay. Um, if you want, if you want to or enjoy it, go for it, but definitely hit, hit, hit strength training two, three, four days a week. Okay. Um, next. And the next tool in the bat belt, this is a big one that no one talks about and it bugs the fuck out of me. Foods you love. People are like, Jared, why is that a tool, a massive tool in the bat belt? It's because if you don't fucking enjoy what you're eating, you're going to quit. Okay. Imagine this. Imagine a program, a fat loss program that does every result you could ever want. Get you lean, get you defined, get you toned, makes you feel all sexy and makes you like literally have like astronomical transformation pictures. And like, then imagine this, imagine it makes you happy, totally sustainable, fits your life seamlessly where it's not a pain in the ass to do it. Okay. Well then why would you quit? Exactly. Because contrary to popular belief and what people are preaching to you, you're going to have to, for, for you to maintain your results, you're going to have to maintain a program. That's why most people, they're like, I'm going to do a 90 day program. And that's extreme as fuck that they could never adhere to for the long term. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to go back to how I was living before. And then they get fat again, like big fucking shocker versus, versus how this is how I teach my coaching clients to lose fat and keep it off like forever is teach them how to, that's why I'm teaching you too right now is how to basically have sustainable changes that where you don't have to stop because you like, imagine this, imagine a business that's like, okay, we want to make a lot of money and they like, okay, we're going to start making sales calls. We're going to start doing consultations. We're going to start selling these products every day. And they do that for 90 days and they're like, okay, we made some money. Now I'm going to quit selling shit. And all of a sudden they go bankrupt and they're like, well, I did it for 90 days. I don't know why. Like I quit. It's, I don't know why we fell off. It's because you quit doing the stuff that got you to where you're at. Most people are so fucking short-sighted with this. They do things that they cannot adhere to. Then they wonder why they can't maintain it and they go back to where they started. That's why food you love is one of the big things. If you love what you're eating, most people force feed themselves food they fucking hate. Okay, well, eat food you love, which includes fun foods. My favorite food is donuts and pizza. So like I make sure to frequently have those in my diet, but I eat my other stuff in check. I have calorie, my calorie deficit. I'm strength training. And, the, and then I do these other things I'm about to tell you. But foods you love, only eat foods you love, is massive because then it's not a pain in the ass to, to eat. You know what I mean? Most people have all the foods they love and they say, nope, buy forever. And then they eat celery sticks and bland ass chicken breast. You see what I see what I mean? You can't sustain that. Next tool in the bat belt, protein. Protein has a lot of the same the same reasons you would have a higher protein intake is a lot of them is the same reasons you strength train. Helps for, for preserve muscle tissue. It helps build and keep the tissue. It helps. Um, and also a few of the other things is it's super satiating. Having a higher protein intake or like if you have a good amount of protein in every meal that you eat. Let's say you have at least 20, 30, 40 grams of a protein source. I don't care what it is, whether it's chicken, uh, steak, fish, protein shake, protein bar, whatever. Um, 
Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, whatever. Um, if you have that in every meal, you're going to be super satiated and you're going to feel fuller. Okay. Which is cool. Cause that way you're not hungry and starving yourself. Um, it's also has a higher TEF, what's called, what stands for your thermic effective food. Like imagine this, imagine if I came out with a product and I said, Hey, listen, eat this pill, swallow this little red pill every time you have a meal and it makes you burn more calories just digesting this pill. Only do it with food though. You have to take it with food. So take this little red pill and only eat it. Like it'll take this pill in every meal and you will burn more calories as that pill's being digested. I'd sell the fuck out of it. Like literally I could sell the shit out of that pill. And most of you guys would buy it because you're like, oh, wait, this is the easy way to lose weight. Because fuck, if, if I could do it, I would do it. Like if that was a thing, I would do it. But guess what? Protein does that as a macronutrient, as a food. Not necessarily protein powder. Like, I mean, it falls in the, under the category of that. But like protein as a whole does that. Just your body breaking down protein has a higher thermic effect where you burn more calories as it's being digested. You eat it and your body's like, well, fuck, this is going to take a while. And it breaks it down and it takes longer and it burns more calories just because it takes more effort. So it's another property of protein. Uh, the next one, I touched on it earlier. Another, the next tool in the bat belt is progress metrics. Actually measure progress. Progress pictures, measurements, body weight, calorie intake, uh, how you sleep, how your stress levels are, how you're feeling, all that stuff. Measure it. If you're progressing, why would you quit? Right? If you're seeing noticeable, changing, actual progress, why would you quit and throw in the towel? You wouldn't. You're like, oh, this is fucking awesome because progress is happiness. If you're progressing, you're happy and satisfied and you know you, what you're doing is working. But guess what? If you don't measure progress, you won't see progress. Think about it. Most people say, Jared, I just feel like I'm not progressing. I'm like, okay, well, what, what, how are you measuring it? I don't. Well, no shit, you're not going to see it. You see what I mean? Progress metrics are huge. Next tool in the back belt, high volume foods. Have high volume, low calorie foods on deck. They're great for when you're lower on calories, but you're high on hunger and you want something to eat that you isn't going to derail you that you can make work. Things like strawberries, watermelon, um, berries, these, I'm trying to think smart pop popcorn, like all these different things that are basically that take up a lot of space in your stomach that you can eat a lot of salad, chicken breast, that kind of stuff that you enjoy eating that for not very many calories, you get a lot of food. Like imagine if you had to eat hundred calories worth of spinach versus hundred calories worth of, worth of peanut butter. You see what I mean? Um, things like a watermelon, like your boy, I can barely eat 500 calories worth of watermelon. It fills me up that much versus you could have a Big Mac and it's going to be like five or 600 calories. I think right at 470, I think like 500 calories, but you'll be hungry in an hour. Do you see what I mean? Having like on deck ready to go, or at least a cheat sheet of it, of your high volume, low calorie foods that you can have when you're just a little too hungry for your liking, but your calories keep in check. Super, super big and super helpful. Next tool, quick foods. One of the number one product in the United States is sold. That's sold probably all around the world, I would argue. Convenience. It's the number one product sold. Things that make our life convenient. Here's the beautiful thing about fat loss and convenience. Companies sell the shit out of it. Things like protein bars, protein shakes, um, at-home workout equipment, all this other stuff. 
Like people love making money off us fitness people just because things are convenient. You know what I mean? So have a quick list of foods that are quick and easy ready for you. Things like protein bars, protein shakes, raw fruit, um, pre-cooked meat. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Things like bagels, whatever it is. Have your quick list, beef jerky, cans of tuna, whatever. Um, I've just gone off the top of my head. Fucking grapes, I don't know. But like having quick list ready to a quick list of foods ready to go that work for the goals you have or foods you love that you can throw in a purse, throw in a bag, throw in a backpack, throw in a box in your car, whatever, are going to be massive assets. Along those lines of quick foods, um, restaurant cheat sheets. Because here's the thing, at the end of the, at the end of the day, especially if you're like a normal person with like a job and probably kids and commitments and stuff, you're going to have to swing through a drive-thru. You're going to go out with friends. You're going to do stuff. So have like a restaurant cheat sheet. If you eat at the same, here's one of the one things I teach my coaching clients. If you, chances are you eat at the same seven restaurants over and over and over and over again. So have shit at each restaurant ready to go that you know it works with your goal, with your goals. Whether before you go out, you look up that menu online and see and know what you're going to get before you go there, or whether you uh, have some rules you go by that you're going to get a lean protein and substitute the French fries for uh, veggies, or well, I don't give a shit, whatever it is. Have have cheat sheets, especially if you eat out a lot, like I eat out pretty frequently. Have cheat sheets ready to go where you can um, where you know exactly what you're going to get, or rules and systems to follow by that. Um, that way you are prepared when you go in there. It's something that I do personally for my coaching clients. Like one of my guys that just got on board with me. I don't even know. He might be listening to this. Uh, I, I, he travels a lot in his car. So he, for work and he eats fast food and eats at restaurants all the time. I had him pick his top 10 restaurants that he eats at all the time, send them to me. And then I did some homework and went and looked up all the restaurants and found the more conducive options for his goals. And said, Hey, choose from these and it's helping. It's great. So have a, a restaurant cheat sheet. That's another big tool. Last one. This is huge. The last tool in the bat belt. Moderation in anything. Best way to handle cravings is it right here. You want some Snickers bar? The Snickers bar? Boom. Go have a, a fun size Snicker bar. Feeling some donuts? Boom. Go get a donut. Feeling some pizza? Boom. Go get a couple slices. Kind of like a soda, boom, go get a soda or go get like a diet soda, um, whatever. Understand, you can have literally anything in moderation. You got a hankering for some fucking Oreos, go get some, go get a couple Oreos and make them in like two or four packs. Get, man, some chips or Doritos sound fire. Go buy a single, like one of those little mini bags, boom, done. Guys, you can have moderate, have moderation in anything. I, this one of the, one of the things I teach my coaching clients have foods that you love every single day in your diet. Like whether, like even if they're fun foods, even if they're not quote unquote healthy by normal societal standards, because nothing is inherently healthy or unhealthy. If you take organic food and eat in a calorie surplus, you get fat and it makes you unhealthy. If you take any food like pop tarts or gummy bears and donuts, eat them in moderation and practice them in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat and get healthy. Nothing is inherently good or bad. It's all about context. So Understand this, you can have moderation in anything every single day. That's why I'm like, I'm shoot, I'm down 30 pounds in the daily donut where I have at least a donut every single day. Fuck, I haven't had mine today. Hang on, I'm going to text Shelby right now because she's uh, on her way home and ask her to bring me home one. Actually, like, look, you can even hear me texting it. Would you please bring me home a donut? 
There we go, Sam. Glad I did that. It's, it's that same kind of thing, guys, is um, practice moderation in anything. And normally people say, well, Jared, I just can't, can't, I can't go enjoy one or two Oreos without smashing the whole pack well, or whatever it is. Here's the thing. That's, first of all, some for some people, that's an excuse. That's an out to just not have to try. Number two, if that's something that you really struggle with, like legitimately, it's probably because you've gone extended periods of time with deprivation. Okay. Of course, if you've been denying your body donuts all week and you've been craving them all week, trying to say, I'm going to have just one on the weekend is not very practical versus have one when you crave it. Understand this. You know, you very rarely do ever wake up with a craving on like a level 10 on a scale of one to 10. You just boom out of nowhere, crave Snickers, like a Snicker bar on a 10 out of 10. Generally, it starts out of like a one or two. Then most people deprive and then it goes three or four and it goes up. So kill a two a level two craving with a level two response. You see what I mean? Don't wait till it's a fucking 10 where you almost like sexually freaking go at this donut or whatever it is. You see, you see what I mean? So that's the last tool in the bat in the bat belt for you right now is um, moderation in, in, in anything. You can have literally anything you want in moderation and have it. Okay. Um, so that's it, guys. That's tonight's episode. Well, today or whenever you're listening to it. So little recap. I know this is a long one, so I'm just going to fire through these. The villains you're going to fight are wanting to quit, wanting to program hop or the grass is greener mentality, wanting to listen to trendy diet people uh, or get opinions from everybody else. You're going to want to quit. And or I already said that. I'm sorry. You're um, You're going to think you aren't progressing and you aren't going to be motivated all the time. So that right there is the villains you're fighting. So the first part of the bat belt tools is the mindset and psychology. Know why you got started. Have proper expectations. Things like it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be quick. Plateaus. Um, your mind and eyes are going to be play tricks on you. Progress isn't going to always be linear. That kind of thing. Um, know your enemies. Um, you got to have discipline. Discipline is the other one because you can't rely on motivation. And Get, use your mental thermostat for your benefit right there. Those are the first uh, mindset and psychology bat belt tools. Now, the last ones are all the physical stuff, calorie deficit, strength training, eating foods you love, a higher protein intake, measure, actual have actually have progress metrics, utilize high volume foods and have a list ready to go. Um, have a quick list of foods that are good on the go. Uh, have a restaurant cheat sheet if you eat out a lot. And last but not least, moderation in anything. You can literally eat anything you want in moderation and get the goals you want. So, and that's it, guys. Woo, buddy. My eyes are a little bit fuzzy on that one. So if you stay with me this far, thank you so much. It means the world. Like for real, the fact that you'll get on here and let me talk for, I don't know, fuck almost an hour, something like that, means a ton. Um, Yeah, if you could do me a favor, if you got value out of this, it would mean the fucking world if you would basically tell a friend, share this with them. If you're like, wow, that was fucking good. And you find value in this, you're doing your friend a disservice by not sending it to them. Shoot. Like, to be honest, I'm helping you for free and giving you information that completely change your life. You could give me a plug. Like, come on now. Um, but for real, I, I, it would mean a ton to me if you would do that. And the goal is to get this podcast to more ears because that's why I'm doing this. I started coaching and why I started putting on information like I do is because I am so sick of 
the current stage of the fitness industry and the fat loss world and all this stuff with the stupid amount of misinformation and people trying to unethically sell shit. I'm all about selling shit, but ethically selling shit. That's why I sell my coaching, but I, and I don't sell bullshit products that like, I can, I can, you, you could check my emails. Like I get the most, like a ton of people and companies trying to say, Hey, will you sell this product for us? Well, you got a good size following. And I'm like, Nope, sorry. So if you would do that for me, it'd mean a ton. And again, thank you so much for being here and being part of this. It's huge. It means the world. I, I cannot tell you enough. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next time.